You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. What's up, everybody? Happy weekend. This weekend, we are in Austin, Texas for our iHeart Country Festival, but that's not what we're doing right here for a little bit. Right now, what I'm doing is hanging out with my guy, Eddie. Yeah! What's up? What's up, Morgan? How's it feel to be in Texas hanging out with family this weekend? It's home. So, okay, there's two feelings. So, it's awesome to be home. I love it. I miss the weather. I miss the heat. Like, as weird as that sounds, I grew up in Texas heat. So when I moved to Nashville, people were like, oh, it gets hot in the summer. Like, no, 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 you don't know hot. Like, <laughs> Texas is hot, and I, I miss it. That's, like, the climate that I grew up in. So I, I do miss being back here. It's cool to see friends and family, but it's also overwhelming because this is when all the friends come out and be like, buddy, you're in town? Like, let's hang out. And I'm, like, busy, like, really busy this week. And you're, so, like, actually having to work. Yes, because yeah. you know that. I mean, we come in town, and it's like, we're, we got a schedule. Mm-hmm. And friends and family are always just like, what, you don't have like an hour to go get dinner? I'm like, I really don't. Like, I got an hour for dinner, but you're going to have to meet me. And they're just like, no, come to our place. Like, I can't do that. So yeah. it's a little overwhelming. Just kind of, you know, I, I've learned to not make a big announcement that I'm in town, you know, or else everyone's just going to be like, well, dude, I didn't know you were here. Let's hang out. So it's a little bit. It's a mix of both. That's fair. OK, I, I totally get that. But it. You're at least excited for the weather and maybe the authentic Mexican food? Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) That's one thing you didn't mention, so we got to throw that out there because I know you and Lunchbox complain about the Mexican food in Nashville. You know, I mean, again, we grew up with a certain kind of Mexican food, and that really doesn't translate in other places, parts of the the world or the United States. You know, one of my favorite things, one of my first I Heart Country Festivals that I did with you guys Mm -hmm. You, Lunchbox, and I, you guys were like, we have to take her to, like, a good taco place. And I remember we rolled up to, like, this hole-in-the-wall, out-in-the-middle-of-nowhere taco place, and it was so good. But I still remember that because the food was so good. You guys were so hype about it, and it was also just this random place that I just would not have anticipated. Yeah, we took you to Taco Deli. Yeah, it was so good. And, and, I mean, you know, it's so annoying, and I'm sorry we did that. But, you know, when you go back and visit places that you used to live— like you want to share the stories. You want to be like, oh, this is right here. This is like where I, you know, 
whatever. I passed out drunk here. <laughs> My friends had to drag me home. And so like that was that for me because I lived right behind that restaurant. Yeah. And you, had, apartment. you told so many stories. Like I remember <laughs> that day very vividly. And we were we were driving. I think we were in an Uber and we were just going on back roads. I was like, guys. Yeah. Where yeah are right, we right, going? This, this is where right here. Uh, me and Forrest got busted. Uh. Yes. You guys were just telling your life stories. It was one of my favorite times. We were in Austin. Yeah, that was cool. So maybe we need to make a pit stop at Taco Deli. We should. That would be yummy. We should. But they close at three. So we got to hurry up. OK, we, we got we got to okay. speed along the process. Yeah. We haven't even started yet. <laughs> We had Justin Moore on the show this week, and he was really awesome talking about why he feels like kind of an outlier in country music. And it was just cool to hear his perspective and why Mm -hmm. he feels that way and why his new album kind of represents that. And talking about Justin Moore, I want to know if you've had a really good interaction with a celebrity recently. Let me tell you this. This is really cool, and I haven't talked about it really to anyone because... It's just it's a moment that I just kind of like enjoyed, but really it sounds kind of show offish if you tell anyone. But like it was really cool. Like we got to, I got to play golf with Kane Brown recently. Okay. And, wow. And, and yeah, yeah. And he was surprisingly a lot of fun. Like he's funny, which I never knew Kane to be funny. <laughs> like he's just very serious. He talks like this, and he's not a great golfer, but he he likes to learn, and so he's open to learn. He's not, he doesn't throw the clubs. He doesn't get upset because what, what makes me really like, I hate playing with golfers that like they're bad. Okay. We all know they're bad, but they get mad at themselves when they hit a bad shot. And it's like, dude, you're not good enough to be mad. So don't be mad. Like just have fun. And he had fun and it was really cool. Like we played, we played 18 holes. He was very chill and fun. Like, and, and even like after the, the round, we left the the golf course to like it at the same time, and we ended up at a stop sign together. <laughs> like, I'm, like you know, uh, which is your favorite thing? Yeah, I lo- I love seeing people just in the wild, and I just spend like four hours with Kane, and we pull up next to each other to like a red light, and I started like making fun of his car, and he started revving his engine, you know, and like we acted like we were gonna race, and it was cool, and I'm like, I never had that interaction with Kane before, and I feel like we're buds after that. I don't feel like that was like a kind of bougie thing for you to say. I but I've never had the opportunity to just tell that story. Yeah. No one comes up to me and says, hey, man, have you done anything cool lately? Like, yeah, I got play you. Golf this, again. this is what the best bits is for, Eddie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a cool but, story. But it was really cool. And he is just surprisingly a lot of fun. I think that's probably why he does so well on TikTok. I think that's where more of his personality shines. Mm-hmm. He kind of gets to truly be himself because he is really chill and laid back. And so you just don't ever anticipate this very like goofy, funny side to come out. Yeah. And I can tell from Caitlin, his wife, that he definitely has that side because she has that side. And most of the time, you know, they correlate together. Maybe, so cool to know in real life he really does. And maybe that's it, too, because, you know, I'm always really goofy and Bobby's goofy and we're goofy together. And so he played along well with that. Mm. You know, he yes. just kind of like rolled with it. And we love that. You know, of all the ways I've heard Bobby described, I don't think I've ever heard anybody call him goofy. That's a new one. Uh, when we're playing golf, we're very goofy. Okay. Like they're, we're just always joking, making fun of each other like the you whole time. You feel like it's an extension of the Raging Idiots. Yeah. Anytime we're together, it's the extension of the Raging Idiots. <laughs> always. Well, I didn't know with golf. Golf is a competitive sport. You well, know? he gets competitive. I don't get competitive. Okay. That's the thing. With golf, like I, I the second you want to put money down... And it gets competitive. I'm no longer having fun. I'm trying to win money and kind of turn into a jerk because part of the golf is the mental game. Yeah. And like if you're if you want to put money on it, I'm going to mess with your head. 
and we start calling each other names. We start laughing when someone hits a bad shot, and then you start getting mad. Oh, you're like you're like passive aggressively mean to people, right? Because yes. because it's competitive. But if we're just playing for fun, oh my gosh, like we're helpful. Like, hey, try that again. Don't worry. Don't count that shot. So that's more your vibe. I love playing golf that way. <laughs> and Kane allowed you guys to play that way. Too. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that was really cool. Shout out to Kane. Well, I also want to shout out, so my sister just got engaged. Wow. Which was really exciting, but the way that it all happened was cool. So her, my now soon-to-be brother-in-law had called me. It was like a week before, and he was like, hey, I'm going to propose to your sister, and I I need your help if you can. Okay, I thought he was asking for permission. No, he he did ask (laughs) my dad, which is a funny story all in itself. Apparently, like he kept trying to reach out to my dad, and my dad was like, no, we can all hang out this weekend. My dad had no idea. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, poor dad. But he was like, my sister's favorite person in country music is Nicole Gallion. Mm. Love her. And Nicole and I have gotten to become friends over the years. We're both from Kansas. We just like, uh, we have so many mutual understandings of things. And we've become friends over the years. And it's funny to my sister because she never like sees it that way. She's like, she that's my sister. Like she doesn't do anything cool. Well, I do have like Nicole Callion's phone number and he's like, hey, any chance we could do like a kind of meet and greet situation and I could propose to Taylor then? I was like, I don't know if Nicole will either find this really cool or really weird. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But I will absolutely ask. And Nicole's about the only person I feel comfortable asking. Most of the time I'd be like, no, I'm good. <laughs> you guys can figure it out. But Nicole, I was like, yeah, I, I actually think this would be really cool. And my sister cannot be surprised to save her life. She figures everything out. And so I hit up Nicole and her team, and they were awesome. Immediately, she was like, oh, my God, yes. So they were coming to do a hometown show with Walker Hayes in Wichita on – it was last Thursday. And they ha- they hadn't done meet and greets for the show. Nicole was like, it being a hometown show, we just, just decided not to because we didn't – we weren't sure what was all going to happen. And she was like, but this is such an important thing. I want to find a way to make this work, and my team will find a way to make it work. And they did, and they set it up. And I got to be on FaceTime during the whole time. Nicole's assistant had me on FaceTime Mm -hmm. the whole time. Her manager organized the whole thing to help. And Nicole was awesome. They did like a fake meet and greet, basically. And then like towards the end, Nicole starts going, so like, how'd you guys meet? And they start telling their story. My sister's like, what is happening? And then he like gets (laughs) down on one knee. And it was just the, she was so shocked, so surprised, and just like glowing of happiness. Because she just got to hang out with her favorite person. And then her other favorite person asked her to marry him. That's really cool. It was the coolest thing. And I've just, her entire camp, Nicole, everybody was just incredible. And Walker's team, who also like allowed for some extra things to happen. Because as you know, when you go on tour, like you got to make sure it's in the schedule. Oh, yeah. So just all around, like the best experience. And they threw it together like in a week. So you, so you like her fiance? I love him. He is a because that's stressful. Great you human. guys are so close. Yes. That like you've got to one hundred percent be on board with this. Oh yeah. Or and else there's gonna be problems. You know what's funny <laughs> is we've I've texted him before and we've like he's been in our family group chat sometimes or and whatnot. But he called me when this happened. I was like, oh, he's about to propose. Like mm. I knew right away as soon as I got the mm. phone call what was happening. And sure enough, and I would I could not be more excited. You know, like it's really cool when they meet someone and it just works. And that's exactly what happened with them. Yeah. It's like they've known each other for years. And I I felt just so much happiness in my bones as soon as he was. And it took everything out of me to keep not one, <laughs> but two secrets that's for a tough. week. 
Yeah. And she like I would talk to her and I try and like make sly hints, make sure she was getting her nails done, make sure she liked her outfit for the concert, trying not to give anything away, just like normal things we talk about. And it it went off without a hitch. So she was surprised one hundred percent. Oh, had no idea. That's really she's like looking back now, yes, like I probably these things probably would have allowed me to, but she was just like, nah. She at least knew that like it was gonna come at some point. She wanted to marry him. They talked about marriage, didn't know when, how or what. And so, and she was, she was thrilled. So it was, it was the coolest experience of me getting to do what I do every day and getting to connect that for my literal best friend Mm -hmm. and family. And to see that all like come to fruition was just the coolest thing. And isn't that awesome that like a camp and an artist, like they don't have to do any of that. I've learned in this industry, you can easily just say like, can't do it. Like we've tried everything. It's not, maybe next time. Like, it's so easy to do that. And sometimes it's even like you have to do that. But it's hard to say like, no, no, no. You know what? We're going to make that happen. And we're going to move pieces around. We're going to move schedules. And like, that's really cool that Nicole did that for you guys. That's really awesome. And that's why it's like, it's so close to my heart now. And I'm never going to forget it. Because I even went in with the text. I was like, hey, if it doesn't work out, totally. Like, that's just not my personality. To one, ask of anything of anybody. And two, especially to ask somebody who like I'm creating a friendship with. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, totally cool if you can't, but I've just like thrown it out there in case, it, you know, some way we can and just for them to make it work and go above and beyond. And they like toasted champagne with her. They like had, they had a whole hang afterwards wow. that I was not a part and then, of. then you start getting jealous. You're like, yeah. hey, what the crap? Like-, like, but it ended up being so perfect. I was like, if I can't be there, at least Nicole's like other favorite person could be there. Yeah. And it was just, it was magical. That's awesome. So I can't say enough good things. So go listen to. Nicole Gallion's new record because yeah, yeah, she's yeah, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Go support <laughs> her. She doesn't need it. Like she, you guys probably know a lot of her songs that she's written. She's a massive songwriter in town, but she also has a really cool, very Kansas dedicated album that she put out, which is really good as well. So I just had to shout her out. Yeah, because cool. I just uh, I I like cry thinking about. It. I cried when she got engaged. I bet I you like, did. <laughs> That's your bestie. Yes, and Nicole Nicole is so cute. I, as on Facetime, I'm watching. She goes, "I was more nervous for this than I was performing." <laughs> I get that. Yeah, just the whole five. So all good things. So Kane Brown, Nicole Gallion, good people. Shout out. Good peoples. Is that what we say? Yeah, good good peoples. Good peoples. Why not? (laughs) Amy talked about this week, an emotional support animal story that her son's teacher shared. It wasn't their emotional support animals. Oh, man, that was crazy. (laughs) But traumatizing. Yeah, a reason why they they can't have support animals. Which also, let me tell you, as a person who owns a therapy dog, this mm-hmm. blows my mind mm-hmm. because Remy is so well behaved that she could never, she also could never on her, like, I wouldn't ever allow her to get close in that scenario. Yeah. So I just feel like there were, granted, emotional support animals are different. They don't need training. They can go in as long as they're pretty relatively tame and they're obedient, then they're okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm just shocked that this was in any situation <laughs> happened i know it's crazy blows my mind so yeah. that that's on the best bits and you can go go listen to that but i want to talk about quirks of animals because you know mm. at the end of the day listen it could be the most well-trained animal they all have their quirks they're like humans they got their things oh yeah and so we don't get to hear about coachella a lot which i mean is your dog coachella is a trip because she <laughs> is like a teenage girl and i mean no she, i mean she's older now i mean i think she's like seven or eight 
you know, we got her. We got her from the Humane Association, so we adopted her from their side. You want you get a dog from there? They really don't know how old they are. They give you like an estimate. Estimate, yeah. right? I think she's like eight, maybe. But she, she has her routines. Okay, so like, really, if we don't call her or say, "Hey, Coachella, let's go for a walk," or like, "Hey, girl, come on, come on down. We're, we're like going somewhere," she will not leave her spot. Like she, she's gone. You'll never see her unless someone rings the doorbell. Then she's downstairs to greet. But she needs every day. It's so funny. Other than her walk, she needs sun time. Like it's one hour of sun time. It's usually around noon where she scratches the door. I need to get out. And she goes to the backyard and just lays on her back, spreads all her paws and gets sun for an hour. And it's like, where's Coachella? You know where she is. It's noon. And that's her thing. Like, I don't know. It's so funny. But to her, it's probably like a necessity where she needs her vitamin D. And like, I mean, yeah. And so she goes out there on cloudy days. She's she's like she's grumpy because she doesn't get her son, which is odd because you told me a while back that like I was like, she's so weird and whatever. And you're like, you know, dogs are just like their owners. So this makes sense. And and I've always thought about that. And I look at her, I'm like, hey, I like the sun. Like mm-hmm. I crave the sun. I thirst the sun some days. So maybe us and dogs are really alike. She, oh, she's 100% picking up on you, Mr. Beach Guy. Yeah, Beach Guy. And then some days I just don't leave me alone. I'm gonna be in my room all day. Well, think about it this way, Eddie. If you had the choice every day to go out on the beach, you I would. would. Yeah, And so Coachella knows that every day she has the chance to go outside. We took her to the beach one time. Oh, my gosh. The biggest mistake ever. Like when she saw the sand and realized that she could just like run all over the sand, I couldn't catch her. Like she was. Oh, you didn't have her on No, 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 no. I, I was like, you know what? Because she, she's really good without a leash to where like she's I just have to yell her name and she'll stop where she's at. And then I yeah. can go up to her and put a leash on if, if I need to. But no, in in the beach, she just ran and ran and followed seagulls and followed birds and jumped in the water. And I couldn't grab her like for, you know, 10 minutes. I'm like, oh, my gosh, she won't stop. She was living her best life. She loved it. But yeah, that that was. Yeah, I only take her to the beach once. Oh, you need to take her back again. Oh, no, no. I'm telling you, it was a nightmare. And then uh, it's just the birds like she cannot. She has terrible ADD. And it was like, one bird, I want to kill you. And then she'd follow that bird and see another one, I want to kill you. And then she'd go to that bird. And then, I mean, it was nonstop. Oh, but think about how happy she was. Oh, she on was the very beach. happy. She was very and, happy. And if you did it, like, you know, every so often, she'd probably tame down a bit because it'd yeah. be like, okay, yeah, I'm used to this. I mean, if we lived by the beach, I mean, yeah, I would take her every day. Yeah. Oh, my, she is. She's taking after you. Mm-hmm. I guess you're right. I'm telling you. What is uh, Remy? I'm, I'm sure Remy has like thousands. Oh, my God. Yes. But I'm. I need pictures of Coachella sunbathing. Okay, I'll get you a picture. I also, I think you need to post that when you're back from your digital <laughs> detox because that would bring everyone happiness uh-huh. to see her sunbathing. It's every day. Just living her life. What does she do in the snow, though? She doesn't really like the snow. Like, so when it's snowy out, she won't try and go she, outside? She goes outside, but then she does the, you know, like the high paw. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like, quick pickup, like, <laughs> yes. don't touch me. Yes, where she, like, takes one step and then up real high and then... Yeah. And then she does, goes outside, does her business, and then comes back in. Yeah. So not the same. She's no, like, oh, I, I don't like this. But my kids are the same way. And you're that way, Eddie. You uh, don't like the cold. That's true. I don't, but I do like the snow. I li- snow I is like, one thing. I like playing in the snow, but my kids, they're like, oh, I'm like, guys, it's a snow day. And they go outside for like 10 minutes. They're like, it's cold. <laughs> and I'm like, well, it's a snow day. Like, let's go sledding. Let's do something. I'm like, mm, it's cold.
My Listen, hands hurt. The idea that you can be inside with hot chocolate and watching a movie. That's like, what they like better. Yeah, I get it. It does. You get cold pretty quickly, especially when you're used to hot weather. Yeah. Especially like Tennessee, Texas weather. Yeah. Yeah, you're used to it. Um, yeah, Remy has quirk. The, I, and I'll, I'll share one of Remy's. But the reason I even brought this up is because my new cat that I adopted, they say it takes about three months for any adopted animal to kind of really showcase their personality. Mm-hmm. And she's... So funny. She now watches me sleep. Like stares at you? <laughs> I've woken up every morning and she's just sitting right next to me just waiting. <laughs> she doesn't pause. Do you me. look at her and be like, what are you looking at? Like, Why and are you being weird? She hears my alarm and she jumps up on the bed and waits. And is like, you up yet? Like, mm-hmm. and just sits there. Does she want something from you or just? I think it. I think she wants to say hi and she also wants to be fed. But she doesn't do anything That's about it. That's probably just the fed part. Yeah. Oh, she's definitely get- Oh, my gosh. She loves food. Where's my food? That is. Is she fat? No. Okay. She's six pounds. Okay. She's teeny tiny. But she eats a lot. She loves food. This is her other quirk. She loves cheese. Really? I literally have two cheese monsters. Well, three because of me. Two in my house. Like, I bring out the shredded cheese box and they are both at my feet. And if I put cheese down for Remy first... Hazel nose dives at it. Like, that's mine. I'm like, no, you get your own. Mm-hmm. You guys get your own. Do they fight? No, they don't fight. But Hazel will hiss at Remy if she, like, gets a little <laughs> bit in her space. But the other day, like, Hazel was, Remy was taking a nap, and Hazel started kneading, making biscuits on her. Mm-hmm. And Remy didn't move. She just laid there. That's I was so like, funny. we're going. Yeah, we're that's getting great. there. Uh, but, yeah, they still, like, cheese. If she's involved, <laughs> they may get a little sassy with each other. <laughs> That's her quirk. But, yeah, she watches me sleep, and it kind of creeps me out. I'll wake up in the morning. I'm just like, where where did you come from? I feel like animals, like, are old humans. They are. Uh, because, like, Coachella looks at me, too, like that sometimes. <laughs> like, And I look at her, like, what are you looking at? And she just stares. And she's like, she even, even when I talk to her, she, like, is more even engaging. I'm like, what are you thinking right now? Right? Don't you just wish you knew what they were yeah. thinking, what they talk about? Like, Hazel also talks to me all the time. She meows a lot, especially when food's involved. She really just loves food. She And I think that comes from the hoarding situation because I have no idea right, if right. she was fed all that right. often. And so she hangs out in the kitchen. Like, she knows that's where food's coming mm-hmm. from. And she'll just sit there and meow. Like, hey, anybody hear me? <laughs> Anyone? It's <laughs> so funny. I think I, I just wish I knew what it was yeah. that she was trying to tell me. I just assume I'm like, I, okay, you want food? <laughs> I, that's what I always assume. Like, all right, there's three things. You want to go outside, there's food, or you want to play. Like, yep, there's it. no in between. Nope. And so one of Remy's quirks, speaking of attention, if I am gone too much, like out of the house a lot, or if I come home and, I mean, you know me, I work on my computer all the time. If I do one of those two things and it's just a lot in a short span of time, she will come up and knock my hands off the computer and like pot me and say, you've had enough. Nice. Like, you need that. Yes. She's very good about it. And I love her for it. Like most people be like, oh, I'm annoyed. I got to work. I'm like, no, I appreciate it. What if you have a deadline though? Oh, she still, she'll come she up there. She care about deadlines? She, as long as I <laughs> get down and play with her for a few minutes and like make sure okay, okay, okay. I, you know, distract myself for a few minutes with her. Okay. She's very good about making sure I like kind of live in the moment, which is weird to say mm-hmm. about a dog can do mm-hmm. that, but she's so good at it. And that's kind of one of her. Nah, I mean, works. dogs are smart. Well, she knows smart. what she's doing. Do do you um does does Remy like do the nose like put put your head put your hand on my head kind of thing, and then like when you move your hand, she like yeah, it, like I want more, or yeah, she'll yeah. paw at it. Like yeah. she communicates with her hands like a human. That's crazy. Which is wild. They've always said doodles are basically little spies. You know how yeah. everybody used to think that. <laughs> Pigeons were like the drone uh-huh, government uh-huh. spies. Now they think it's doodles. Hilarious. And Remy is half 
Well, she's half poodle. You live with one. Yeah, so I have a little drone in my house. <laughs> and sometimes I question it. I'm like, you know too much. Uh-huh. <laughs> you what know do you know? Yeah. So animal quirks. Yeah, every every like animal it. has them. Every single one. Yes. Like but I love if you look, if you look like just past the my, all my past pets, like I can name little quirks that they all had. And I love it because it's yeah. their little personalities yeah, individual, coming out. Yeah, individual personalities. And I, it always makes me wonder: Were you like a human in another life, and this was your quirk, and now it's coming out? I th- I really true believe I, I believe that. Like it's just they do things that were just like that's so weird. And it's very human like. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, we'll just choose to believe that yeah. they had these I'm really cool it. past lives. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes... I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. 
Ooh, this is going to be fun. So on the show, there's a segment that happens called Rejected Segments, where you guys hear a lot of segments that make the show, but then Rejected Segments is ones that didn't quite make the show, but made the show in in a segment. Mm -hmm. They just got rejected. But this is now Rejected, Rejected Segments, Eddie. They didn't even make the show. Sometimes when we, when we, like... When I send in stories, I know they're not going to make it. So I'll just write on it like rejected segment <laughs> before it's rejected. You reject your own Oh, segment? yeah, because I know it's not going to make the show. <laughs> like like anytime I talk about poop, I know it's not going to make the show. But sometimes I have poop stories. Like sometimes I have like, you know, well, we can talk about this right I now. I really hope this is about your kids. Let, let's do. It's not about my kids. Oh, let's do a rejected segment right now that I know we'll never do on the okay, show. Okay, but correction. This is rejected, 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 segment. rejected segment. Okay, so like I have a pattern of going to the bathroom. Like it's every day at two o'clock. Okay. Are you? Do you have a pattern? Yeah. Like every day around this time is when you need to go to the bathroom and do your thing. Yeah, I thought that was normal though. Are you going to tell me it's not? No, it's completely. I think. I mean, that's how I live my life. You probably you live your life like that too. But what happens is, like, if I change something in my schedule, sometimes it changes to, like, 6 a.m. And I'm like, whoa, I didn't need, I didn't anticipate this. <laughs> and then once you break that cycle and you go at 6 a.m., then your body readjusts and says, now your time to go is 6 a.m. And I've been on this 6 a.m. for two weeks now. And I'm like, this is not good. I'm at work at 6 a.m. I can't just get up and leave and go to the bathroom. And so it's... It's a pickle. So can you readjust and shift your schedule? When you got to hold it. Can you hold it? How long can you hold it? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that's good for you. That's what I'm saying. It's but, not good for you. You know, that's what I'm saying. Maybe you can like, so like on a weekend, maybe you sleep in a little bit longer. And so if you're sleeping, you don't wake up. Sleeping's the same way. Oh, it wakes you up? Like, so what, to, to, to go to the bathroom? Yeah, like on the weekend, is it still 6 a.m.? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Oh, but I don't I don't sleep in on the weekends anymore. I'd say for the last two years, I can't sleep in on the that weekends. That sounds terrible. Well, have kids, and that's just what happened. <laughs> I, with, I knew that was life. coming following that. It's just terrible. Like, okay, but maybe you just sleep until like seven. You just keep pushing yeah, yeah, it back yeah, yeah, a little yeah, bit. You yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I think the key is to hold it until two and then get yourself back in that routine. But it's that's that's not good. I don't think you got eight hours in your system. You can't, and sometimes you just can't hold it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you just can't. You know, I have honestly, a crazy. Eddie, I think that is. I think it's fair. Let me just <laughs> before you go in. I think it's fair that you're concerned about your schedule. <laughs> can I tell you a funny story? Yeah, of course. This you is can. a funny story that my friend told me because we were talking one day. We were drinking beers, talking about. I don't know how we got on this topic. <laughs> but I was talking about how I was walking the dog one day, and I was like on the other side of the neighborhood, and I had to go like really bad, and I almost didn't make it. I thought about like going in between two houses and just like. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really did. That's beyond public indecency. <laughs> I, I don't even know. What no, that's no, called. I was like, I'm not gonna make it. Like, I don't. I have no choice. I'm gonna have to like go through those between those bushes and like just let it rip. So anyway, we like laughed about that, and I eventually made it back. We were okay. It was close, but it was we were so okay. Didn't have to go in between. It didn't houses. have to go in between the houses, but I ran like clinched. You know what I mean? Was like, Coachella like was happening? <laughs> yeah. No, this was a while. This is my other dog. Okay. This is before Coachella. Okay. But like, I ra- I ran like. I was holding like something between my butt cheeks, like <laughs> fast. So anyway, so my you friend- know you, there's neighbors that saw you oh, and totally sure. still talk about you to this day. One hundred percent. And then my buddy was like, "Oh, you think that's bad? Listen to this. It's the funniest story I've ever heard, and I retell it all the time because it's so good." So he was sitting in traffic, and he was like, "It was just 
not, it was bumper to bumper traffic, not moving. And I just had to go like really, really bad. And so he said, he just like weaved through cars and then got, and there was no exit. The nearest exit was like a mile away. So he just kind of went off the median and whatever onto that grassy part and then drove to the frontage road because he was on the highway. Okay. And so he get in the frontage road and he's trying to get to a convenience store and he sees a convenience store. He gets out and they're like, no, 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 no bathroom's closed, bathroom's closed. He's like, oh man. So he gets back in his car and he sees like a motel or like one of those like, you know, Ramada inns or something. And he's like, okay, they usually they have a bathroom in those lobbies. And so he pulls in there and he goes to the hotel and there's no one at the desk and he didn't see a bathroom in the lobby. But it's one of those hotels where like the hallways go and just a long hallway with yeah. a bunch of rooms. So he said he just went down the hallway and he found a hotel room that had the door cracked. And he was like, I have to like, I have to go so bad. And so he knocked on the door. No one answered. He opened the door slowly Checked to see if anyone was in the room. No one was in the room. However, there were like belongings in there. Yeah. And he's like, I just got to go. And so he ran into the bathroom and then went. And he said while he was in the bathroom, he's like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to like, if somebody walks in, I'll just tell him I'm sorry. I'll tell him my situation. I'll pay for your room. (laughs) Like, I'm just what I'm going to do. And so he did his thing. No one ever showed up. So he walked out. Went back in his car. What oh about his day? Oh my god, that's crazy! You know those people got back to their room. It's like, uh, why? What is that smell? <laughs> oh my god! Of all the places, especially yeah. on a front row, like he didn't want to find a restaurant. Like there, there had to be something. He said that the convenience store was the bathroom was closed, and the next thing he saw was a hotel. Uh huh. That's why I thought at first though you're gonna tell me he did it right in the middle of the median, and I was gonna be like, no. <laughs> no. Listen, no. what's the craziest place you ever gone to the bathroom? Public place. I don't think I have any of those crazy stories. Never. You've never gone out one night. And you're just like, I gotta pee so bad, and oh my gosh, there was one I when. Don't think so. My, I think this is more of a guy. Thing uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Well, my wife and I were on our way to New Year's Eve party, and like, I had to go so bad. I had to pee. And like we were again, we were in traffic and we were not moving. So I found a bottle in the car and I peed in the bottle, but I had to pee way more than the bottle. And I didn't know because it was dark and it just like it was like a a volcano. And I was like, oh, no, we didn't even go to the party. I was like, turn around, turn around. I can't go to the party like this. I peed all, all over, over myself. You. <laughs> yeah. Smell like a homeless guy. I mean, at that point, you probably should just beat your pants. Just yeah, let it happen. Yeah. Oh my Never? gosh, Eddie. No, you know, but I will tell you, I've had a lot of throwing up incidents. My hangovers are mm-hmm. really bad. And for whatever reason, my friends will always plan things the next morning after something, and I have to go somewhere, and I have puked on highways. <laughs> I've puked on medians. Nice. I've, I've, hotel puked, rooms. Uh, yes. There was one I threw up in a Taco Bell bathroom. Oh my gosh. Uh, anywhere that you can probably think of, I've probably thrown up at because See, I would my think a taco, so bad. I would think a Taco Bell bathroom isn't a fun place to throw up because, like, that's a no. public toilet. Especially, no. Yeah, you don't want to touch it. So you're basically going in there, like, hands behind Blah. your back and just, like, hoping Blah. for the best. That's so gross. Uh, but, you know, when you, like, especially, you know that feeling when you're hungover and you got the dizzies. Oh, yeah. And all you want to do is Well, that's not hang, that's not hungover. That's, you're so drunk you have to throw up. Oh, there's both, though. I get both. Really? Because the hangover, oh, the hangover throw up is like you just want, you feel like you're dying. Yeah, maybe the the drunk one is dizzy oh. and the next one is nausea. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. so every time I just 
I, I'm not well, mm. and I have to drive. I'll be driving, and I'll pull over, and you see me puke, and I just know people <laughs> see that happen. They're, and they're judging you. And they're like, this woman is driving her uh-huh. car, and she's just, what? Like, and I've puked in airport bathrooms. Wow. That Those have been rough because wow. I've had early morning flights. Do you not learn from some of those where you're just like, hey, take it easy? Like, Why do you think I've quit drinking as much as I did? I <laughs> I'm just like, saying. There's but, a reason. But, but you've already mentioned like almost 10 times that you've done this, so you're a hard learner is what you're saying? Well, this is most of them were in college. Yeah. And, you know, peer pressure in college. Like, I, I tried, but I had a bad hangover and everything revolved around drinking. So yeah. I, it was great. And I still did it as I got older. But, like, the worst part about it is that it would be, like, it went from, like, 10 drinks would do that to me mm-hmm. to two drinks would do that to me. So when it really hit that, like, two drink mark, I was like, okay, I, I got to quit this. Yeah, like, yeah. One social drink, you know. That's it, hard. Otherwise, a lot of water in between. Yeah. I've definitely at least learned now that I got to eat. I got to drink some water. Mm-hmm. I have things prepared. But, oh, yeah. I, I learned a lot of hard lessons. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> hey, that's that's what life's all about. No bathroom, but other, other end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the mouth end. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, man. I, the reason I, I wanted to talk to you about this because I also had uh, rejected, rejected. Come on. Do you have any others? No. Just, just your I bodily you like, functions? I gave you like five of them. Okay. But I was just making sure. <laughs> I gave Maybe you there's five something good you really ones. wanted to talk about no. that you didn't get to talk about. Nah. Okay. I'm just it's kind sure. of fun, though, when you get picked for rejected segments. Because sometimes <laughs> you send a story. I'm like, man, we never talked about that. Like, I thought that was pretty good. Then it makes for Jack Seconds. Like, all right. You can talk it. about it, but you're getting judged while right, talking about it. Right. Yes. So I, these are definitely rejected, but I thought they were interesting. What's something that just isn't for you? You've tried, it's not for you. Because the reason I'm asking is because I have tried to have five different houseplants, different kinds. I what? have killed every single one. You have? I cannot keep them alive. Is I it cannot. getting sunlight? Yes, sunlight. You, put it, you ever buy a window? The right amount of water. You're giving it water once a week. Yeah, whatever it is. I, I are, created... are you potting? Are you uh, planting it, or does it already come planted? Most of the time, they come planted. But one, I did this last one. I try. I planted. I created a little terrarium, and it was the easiest thing you could have. The little um, what cact, the little mini cactus, mm-hmm. succulents. Yes, mm-hmm. it was just this little terrarium, and it was doing so good. I brought it home over Christmas time. And it's been great. It's been thriving. It was even growing. Yeah. And then just one day I woke up and they were just dying. You killed a succulent? I don't know how. They, I, they survive in the, the harshest weather. I like, know. They're desert plants. And there's no other plants in my house for it to be talking to. So it can't be like, you know, communicating. They, they do talk. I know, but it can't be because I don't have any others. I only have fake plants because I keep killing them. That's so weird. I have like a hundred real plants in my house. I can't keep them alive, Eddie. I can't even keep the ones outside alive. Those all died. Outside's tough because the weather changes. Yeah. Well, those all died too. Mm. I I cannot be a plant parent. It's not for me. Hmm. I've tried. I've tried different versions. I want to help you so bad with this. (sighs) Yeah, it's not good, Eddie. Okay. If you can help me, I love it. I I have a plant for you. Okay. So I have told you about my um, my plants that I uh, plant, but I, I trim them and then I they grow roots and then I plant those. And yes. So yeah. my sister bought me this plant like two years ago, and I have created like fifty plants from these, and I give them out to people. I'm like, here, here's a plant. Like it's just, it all came from one plant, and now it's multiplied into so many. And I bought a bunch of pots and I plant them and I give them to people. So I'm going to give you that plant. Okay. I'm going to give you that plant. What if and, it dies? Well, if it dies, if it dies, it dies. <laughs> Look, I'm, if, if it Just dies. Just promise you won't be mad at me if it does die. No. I'm really I mean, come on. This thing has produced like a lot of babies. Okay. So, what kind of plant is it? 
I don't know. It's like a pink. Um, I'll look it up. I have it on my phone. Is it like, it, does it have flowers or is it just mostly green? No, it, no, it's a, well, it could be green, but it turns purple in the sunlight. Okay. So it's mostly greenish purple. Okay, I like this. And it's vinish. It's yeah. vinish, so it kind of spreads out. It could be huge. Like, so this little thing that I'm going to give you could grow into being a huge which plant. Which is why you trim it all the time. Which is why you tr- I trim it and then make other plants from it. Okay. But um, I'll I'll give it a try. And please. you know, I think my house just doesn't have really good sunlight. Is what I think I'm starting to that realize. Could it just be may it. not be in a good place for sunlight. It needs that sunlight. Yeah, but I set them by windows so they could still get the sunlight when it comes and hits the side of the house or whatever. Well, and you have to read about the plant too. Maybe your plants are shade plants and don't need direct sunlight. Succulents, succulents don't. They and, they do not. And they were not in sunlight. And I had them in like indirect sunlight. And then I moved them because they started dying. Here we go. I got I don't, it. I don't get it, Eddie. Plants, I don't understand. I don't know why they want to die all the time. Yeah, it just, they're they're tough. They're like little humans. They are, and I just can't do it. And I feel bad. I just keep murdering plants. Like my my sad, the saddest thing I ever did is that it's an Aphrodite's philanthropist. <laughs> Nailed okay. it. Okay, here you go. See if Nailed you can, it. See if you can read that. No, wait, that's not it. That's not it. Eddie's looking at his plant app not, right it's, now it's that an, he has on his phone. It's an inch plant. Inch plant. Yeah. Inch which worm. which makes sense because it, it grows, grows a lot of inches. That's how it started. Oh, that's a really pretty plant. That's how it started. And now it's huge and there's a lot of babies that okay. came from it. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna try this. Give me some of the babies. Okay, I'll give you some of the babies. And I will try. I will do my best. We're gonna I make this happen. And if you give me all the instructions, I will follow okay. them. I'm very good inch at plant, instructions. Inch plant is full sun, so it needs to be in the window. Okay, okay. I can do that. I have all a right. window, okay. but this is maybe <laughs> good. where I'm glad you have a window. Maybe this is where we learn that I don't have a lot of sunlight. It may be. Maybe that's why I'm so sad all the time. Yeah, maybe you need to rip a hole through your roof. I need roof. to pull a Coachella and just one hour go a day outside. go lay ah. out in the yard. <laughs> Force the sunlight on me. Oh my gosh. So yeah, that's That that's, would be your rejected rejected segment? Yeah, it's something that isn't for me. See, that's stupid. And that's why I hate that Bobby picks all these bits because I would lo- I love that segment. Like <laughs> we, that would be our show. That would lead the show. Yeah. We talk about plants. <laughs> and something that you just and can't poop. do. Plant and poops. That We're would be our thriving. show. Peas, the two peas. The pee peas. Is there something that you can't do? Like, this is something that I've realized that it just may not be in oh, my repertoire of skills. I can't do. Man, you know, you have to look inside. I, get well, you, you know, what? I, I can't do computers. Like, so, so, which is, <laughs> no, is ironic, funny. which is ironic because, like, my job requires a lot of computer work. But, like, beyond a certain, like, depth of computer knowledge, I'm, I'm an idiot. Like, I, I have no idea how certain Are things you work. Are me that you're, like, Lunchbox? Not that bad. You know me. You <laughs> I know. That's speak why for I'm both. Asking. Speak for both of us. Like lunchbox is special. <laughs> like computer special. Yeah, yeah. He is. I, I'm not. I'm computer limited. Okay, fair. And like when people talk about like, ooh, I can create an app. I'm like, how do you do that? You probably know how to do that. Do you know how to code? I did. I took classes on learning how to code, but I don't think I could do it now. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I have no idea how that works. Yeah. And I feel like I'm pretty good at like figuring out anything, but computers, like there's a certain knowledge in computers where I'm like, I don't know anything about that. Is it just computers or is it all technology? Like if you get to a point with like a TV, if it's acting up. No, I can figure all that out. Okay. So it's just computers. Electronics, I can figure out. It's just computers when you deal with the memory and the RAM and the ROM and the, (laughs) the motherboard and the. 
the G's, the G's and the gigs and the bites, all that stuff. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And, and like, I've been, you know, cause we have, <laughs> I'm an editor, so I have to work with engineers and be like, yeah, man, my computer's doing this. And they're like, well, what's the gig and the bites and the, bites? I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. So I was just giving the computer, like, I'm like, you figure it out. I don't know. That is pretty ironic mm-hmm. given that really as a video editor, you do tend to at least be more technologically savvy. Yeah. And you are. I still feel like you are. I can hold my own, but it's intimidating because I just can't figure that part out. So you just feel like you'll never reach your full potential. No. And you're like Web Girl Morgan. It'd be like if you're Web Girl Morgan, but you don't understand the web. <laughs> you know? That would be strange. But I'm like that too with guitars. Like, so I've been playing guitar my whole life. And, you know, with the Raging Idiots, we toured a lot and we played with a bunch of bands and different artists. And people always, always want to talk to me like, what kind of guitar you got? I'm like, here it is, man. You look at it. Tell me. Like, I don't, you see it. I don't know. I have like 20 guitars. I don't know anything about them. Do you know how to read music? Mm-mm. Mm. No, that's another thing too. So in Nashville, there's something called the Nashville Number System. And it's, uh, is it Number System? Yeah, it's a Number System. So um, it, it's, a, it's a way, it, do you know anything about this? No. So You're speaking foreign language to me at this point. Right. So this is like bites and bits and <laughs> rams and roms. And so, you know, when it's really cool, but a long time ago, the way they were doing music is still the way they do it today, is they were session uh, players in studios. So like if Hank Williams wanted to record a record, they would just hire four guys to do the band. Not his band, but they would just hire four guys to do the band on the record. And so they would play guitarist, drummer, a bassist, fiddle player, right? Mm-hmm. And then, so in order to make it move faster, they created a music system where not here's sheet music, but it's like, all right, this song is in the key of A, and the first chord is one, the second chord is two, the second chord, the third chord is three. And so basically, you just read through the numbers. So, like, everyone sees the number, you start with a one, then you go to a five, then you go to a seven, and everyone knows it, and they just play it like magic. And it's really like it works amazing if you know what it means. I was gonna say it still sounds like foreign language. You yeah. explained it well, but I'm still like like a lot of what? these artists, a lot of these session guys show up to the studio without knowing what they're gonna record that day, and they're like, "All right, who who is this guy? This is Blake Shelton. Oh, hey, good to meet you, Blake Shelton. Yeah, all right, here's the song. They look at it, cool, and they go in there and they play the song, all based on this number system, and it's like, wow, that's that's just amazing. Doesn't that make it easier for the songs to sound similar or no? No. Is there no connection at all? No, because it all starts with a key. So like a key all sounds different. Okay. So that's, I mean, you can have the same song, the same song, same chord structure in the key of A. And then if you change it to the key of D, it's going to sound different. Mm, That makes sense. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of different variables. So that's why music... You would think out of the millions and millions of songs that are out there, you would think a lot of them would sound the same. Well, and if like somebody can look at it and have follow a similar structure, that's what makes me be mm-hmm. like, okay, how do we not have more similar songs? But I mean, it does though. Like if you think about it, a lot of country music. Oh gosh, Eddie, it, I got Eddie guitar. This guitar out. A lot of country music is. Yeah, it sounds familiar. You know, or like uh, there's a. Um, uh, uh, when hold on, hold on, wait. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> give you some, I'm gonna give you something. I, I, I've worked on this before. What's the hurricane song? Luke Combs. Oh, uh, oh, here, hold on, hold on. When you woke up, hurricane Luke Combs. Hold on, lyrics. Here we go. Ah! We did this okay. with the, we did this with the Raging Idiots where we. Then you rolled in. With yeah, yeah, yeah. In the wind. So here we go. Listen to this. This is chord progression. 
See how many songs you can do with this chord progression. Oh, and you rolled in with your hair in the man and a na na, you got worn in. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Then you can do, ooh, oh, here you go. Eric Church. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, I feel like Cowboy Take Me Away could be one with it. Okay. Cowboy, take me away. See? That's what I'm saying. Wild. And that, it, it's like, so yeah, it does kind of make it all sound the same, but it sounds different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway. it does. It sounds really, very familiar. Mm-hmm. And then you add different lyrics and different to your point. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Wow. I don't know how we that got. That hurts my brain. I don't know how we got there, but oh, 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 it's it's not understanding it. Yeah. Yeah. But so, it hurts my brain. Like my mm-hmm. brain hurts right now trying From to all the understand. Well, yes, because numbers in general, math, I hate math. Oh, I, I have always hated math. Me too. And so when you start to add, take any numbers to anything, it could be as simple as you're only using one through 10. And you start mixing them mm-hmm. up and adding different levels to them. I'm like, no. My brain just, it immediately goes to straight like chaos. It cannot read numbers. Yeah. So when you start like talking, how they do, um, no, no, but that's what I'm saying. Brain. Like, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. Like, but, it, but at least you can I grasp underst- it and understand. I understand it, but yeah. like, oof. But like putting it to, you know, pen to paper kind of thing. Right, right. I get you. See, you know what? At least we have a lot of things that it just isn't for us. But I feel like you and I can figure out mostly everything. We can. And that's, but uh, this is, this is my point of the segment is to just accept that there are some things. (laughs) No. You can't genuinely do. I am not accepting that. That plant is going to live forever. (laughs) I'm telling you, I'm bringing it to you. I just really need you to promise me that you're not going to hate me if it dies. You won't, I won't hate you. And, and, And you won't kill it. I'm not going to purposely kill like, it. I, I know you won't kill it. I have. I didn't think. Listen, I had a money tree in my house for like four years. And I was like, ooh, this thing's money. Thriving. Money trees are hard. So so like um, money plant or money tree? Well, it's like a little money plant. Yeah, it's a money plant. Like okay, a, I was like, yeah. it turned into a tree. Because if it turned into a tree, that's legit. Like then It you, was huge though. It was thriving. Yeah. And then one day I woke up and it was just dying. So money plants are very um, high maintenance. So like my money plant That's ever why they since bring you good wealth. Well over <laughs> I don't think it gives you money. I That's wish what, it did. Listen, money plant, the whole no. point of it is to bring you like good energy. Yeah, mine's never done that. <laughs> hey, I had a few solid years there and hey, then it died and everything. And yours died, around. exactly. <laughs> Your whole world fell apart. Sign. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, so I'll, I'm gonna try. Okay. I'm gonna try for all right. you, okay? That's all you can Those do. Those were our rejected, rejected uh, segments. <laughs> Bailey Zimmerman was also on the show with us this week. It was his first time in studio, and it was just so epic to see him come in here and just uh, talk about the story from kind of start to where he is now, especially the fact that he blew up on TikTok and then just quit his job the next day. That's a crazy story. And his Chad Kroger of Nickelback story, that was also wild how that all happened. So just good. And then his full interviews up at YouTube.com slash Bobby Bone Show. I was shocked at how young he is. Yeah, hasn't he like 23? Yeah. Yeah. Like you hear his voice and you're like, oh, that's an older dude. Yeah, he has that gravel. He's got a, gra- a little rasp. Yes. Like the, it sounds like a smoker's voice uh-huh. that's been smoking for like uh-huh. 50 years. Uh-huh. But he's like not 50. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. But go watch the YouTube, his performance, because Eddie puts a lot of work in those videos. I do. Yeah. I was trying to shout you out So there. thank you. Thank you, guys. And speaking of Bailey Zimmerman, he's a lot of people's favorites right now. Has there been an artist that's lived up to the hype for you? It could be like when you listen to their music, if somebody hyped them up. Or if you went and saw him in concert and somebody really hyped up a concert, I can let you think about it. If I well, need to. I mean, the first thing, first, I, I mean, I don't know. It, it's just Garth is an easy answer, but but 
it's hard for an artist to live up to hype as big as the hype is. And when you see Garth live, you're like, gosh, this is like, this is really like top tier. Yeah. He does live up like, to hype. It doesn't really get better than that. You know, mm-hmm. like Garth entertainment wise, like he'll reach you if you're the last seat in the house, the back, your back's against the stadium lights. Like that far away, he still reaches you. And it sounds so good. And everything he says is like, it hits you like just in the heart or it makes you cry or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. And it's just really like next level. And so I don't think you realize that as as if you've been a Garth fan your whole life and you've never seen him live. When you go see him live, you're like, okay, this just put the stamp right on it. This is why he is the goat. Yeah. You're not wrong on that. His live concerts are something out of this world. really is. That's for sure. One that I think of that comes to mind and it's it's not mine, but, hearing you talk about it is so many people were hyping up Zach Bryan and I hadn't really like dove into his music. I think I heard like clips on TikTok when he had first kind of started. And then when I finally like dove into his music, I was like, okay, this guy's he's, he's worth the hype. Like Mm -hmm. people are really hyping him up and I just didn't anticipate it because when somebody talks about something so much that they love it so much, you're kind of like, okay, are you just so infatuated that you can't see outside or is it that good? And I feel like Zach Bryan's music was kind of worth all of the hype that he was getting. That's cool. If I felt if it, that's like a so you've seen him live. One. I haven't seen him live, but just his yeah, music, just his like music focusing on the fact that everybody was hyping him mm-hmm. up. He was all over TikTok. He was he was blowing up without anybody's help. Oh was, sure, like, sure, yeah. His music was all over the charts, and then just one day somebody's like, "Hey, have you listened to that news like Zach Bryan album?" I'm like, "Wait, what? Who who is that?" And then I listen to it, and I'm just like, "Okay, yeah. Why am I just now hearing about mm-hmm. who this person is?" And so it was worth all that hype. The reason I had brought it up to you, though, is because I went to Taylor Swift, the concert, and everybody hyped up that concert. I mean, it was all over TikTok. It was all over social media. Radio stations were promoting it like crazy. It was like the ticket of the century to go to Taylor Swift. And so I was going in full well being like, okay, this is not this is not going to be everything it's hyped up to be. Eddie, it was. Amazing. It was. Like, I wish I could explain. It's not even the fact of, like, her performing in her songs, which... I knew so much more than I remembered of her music, which was awesome, a cool experience in itself. But more than the fact of it being Taylor Swift and her performing, it was the environment of that concert. The people there? Yes. Like, it was like the, and I keep calling it this way because it's the only way I can, like, connect it. It felt like a Met Gala because everybody was dressed to the nines in very specific type outfits, all for her different eras. Everybody was very kind to each other, which I've also never experienced that type of kindness at concerts, especially in that massive capacity. And everybody was wearing bracelets. So like the whole stadium would light up with every time she performed a song or worked the stage. And so it just felt like it was like one unit instead of 70,000 separate people kind of feeling their own vibe. It was like, and everybody would sing every single song, even leading up before Taylor even went on stage. The songs were playing over and people were singing the songs together. That's really cool. It was just this environmental thing that I was like, wow, I've never experienced that before in my life. So let me ask you this. Who starts the whole wardrobe eras thing? Like, did she come out and say, like, here, this is what we want you to do this for this tour? Mm -hmm. Like, or did the fan base just say, hey, we're going to dress up like in different eras and it's going to be organic? Yeah, it was very organic. Like, as far as I know of, I never heard her talk about it. She'll like videos on tiktok if they like blow up but she never was like oh like you know dress in your eras it was just like she announced the eras tour and all these fans like especially whoever was the first concert Mm -hmm. that's where it trickled down right so those fans were like well we're gonna get tickets to the first show 
and you're going to see everything. But they were going, you know, decking out like, oh, I'm going to dress as an era. And whoever kind of created that, I don't know. It has to be a major Swift fan. But it started organically in that movement. And then everybody just followed. I mean, it is That's really all cool. over TikTok. Like, you cannot does look she, at videos without seeing it. Does she dress in the eras? Oh, yeah. Like, so she it, comes out. set changes for every era. Okay. Like, she constructed a whole freaking forest for one of them. Mm-hmm. She had a whole, like, catwalk that goes out. She dove underneath the stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've and seen she that. was, like, all her outfit changes happened. And they were all the different, like, and it moves in it. So it's not like one song's here and then it jumps to another era. She d- goes in, like, the different eras and plays to each of those. And you get, like, little tastes off of each of one of them. And then every night she gives two surprise songs. So you don't know what you're going to get. That's really cool. It's just so thought out. And so, like, the the Swifties are so thought out and so, like, <laughs> coordinated, even though nobody knows each other. And then she was so, like, just overly advanced in production, design, and everything. I just have never experienced anything like it. There's still things. I, I'm not like, oh, my God, I'm going to pay $3,000. Sure. That's not, like, my energy. Mm-hmm. But I get it now. I understand why the hype is there because it's just I've never experienced something like that at a concert. That's really cool. So it was yeah, like the hype. And, and you're not. I know like a handful of people that went and that's what everyone's saying. Mm-hmm. Big fan. Not really a fan. I just went because I got a ticket. Fans like all kinds of fans are saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. It was unbelievable. It's just it's it. She is just years ahead of the way that she, her mind works and how she puts things together. That's cool. So shout out to T Swift. Yeah, man. She's awesome. She is. Do you wish you would have gone? Well, yes and no. Like I told myself that I would, if somebody reached out and said, Hey, do you want to come? Like, uh, like I got an extra ticket or whatever. I would have gone. Like I totally would have gone, but I wasn't going to go out of my way to say like, to go look for tickets. Yeah. Like lunchbox. Like Lunchbox. I wasn't going to bother every single person. That he knew. Like, when, the, when the Dallas Cowboys came to town, I bothered every single person. Yeah, that's no, your Taylor And Swift. no one could get me a ticket. So I was like, so why would I try that with Taylor? Like Technically, that. I probably could have, but you you were very uh, pressed on making sure you wore Cowboys stuff, so I couldn't. <laughs> right, right, right. I right. was going to make it work, right, but I was right. like, Eddie, I don't think you can wear it. I know, I know. I can't be disrespectful like that. I know. Uh-huh. But yeah, that that's your T Swift is the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. I but think but I, but, no, but, but I do love T Swift. Like for my birthday, the boys gave me a the new Taylor record. Like I love Taylor Swift. Yeah, I've never doubted. I've never like said that I don't like her. I I, I love her music. Like I know all her music. I love it. I just when a tour is that expensive and that in demand, I always kind of back up. Yeah. I always back off and be like, you know what? I'm not gonna chase that yeah like if i get an invite i'll go but i'm not gonna ch- i'm not gonna try to squeeze my way into a ticket that everyone in the world wants yeah you know what i mean because mm-hmm. that was it I, rem- I mean for the last like six months everyone's like hey do you, do you know how i get taylor tickets like how do you get taylor tickets like it, it, they're so expensive i can't find oh any cheap God. tickets eddie i haven't told anybody this what this is how bad people want those tickets my ex ex reached out to me the bad one, For like tickets? the not good one, the terrible man to me, texted me and called me trying to get Taylor Swift tickets. That is ridiculous. First of all, I don't even work in pop music. Yeah. Like I don't have that connection to Taylor. I, I went with a friend yeah. who had the connection. And that's what I'm saying. And, and I didn't know him very well, but like what? he wanted tickets that bad that he would call you. Like what? That's crazy. Also, that, this is messed up beyond belief on yeah. multiple levels. I don't understand. Yeah, that's crazy. But what? Yeah. 
Yes. Like people were trying to sell an arm and a leg to go to that show. It's that kind of show. And and it is. They're not wrong to Mm -hmm, do that. mm -hmm. But you and I would never do that. Right. But yeah, it was. It was worth it. But I did have FOMO. So like, (laughs) so I can kind of see downtown from my neighborhood. I can kind of see downtown a little bit. And I can see the glow at night. And I'll be like, that's kind of cool. <laughs> so like, you're having eh, like eh, eh, mid FOMO? <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. And then I would see like the little red glow. I'm like, oh, it's definitely something off the red album. Dang, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you're being a big fan in like your element where you're like, dang. Uh-huh, dang that's really you're cool. trying to like downplay your FOMO. Uh-huh. Then there was a bit of blue light. And I'm like, ooh, that's got to be fairy tale, like for sure. <laughs> dang. She did play teardrops on, on my she? guitar when I was there. <laughs> It was really good. That's cool. Yeah, it was. But it, listen, I it's just worth the hype. So if anybody gets a chance to go, totally mm-hmm. go. Even if you're like, ah, Tay Swift, like, nah, go for it. Like, yeah. it's worth it. <laughs> Even the guys came out saying, being like, that was really good. Yeah, man, I bet. Yeah. That's cool. And Eddie will have FOMO if people go. Major FOMO. <laughs> just glad it's not natural for you anymore. We also had a prank call from Lunchbox. He prank called a listener's mom for Mother's Day oh this gosh, weekend. The weirdest call ever. Yes, but also made me laugh. Oh, yeah, always. Hilarious because the daughter was involved, Mm -hmm. which made it all the better. What's something that's kind of like felt like a prank to you in recent days? You know when there used to be that show Punked with Ashton Kutcher and you'd be like, I have to be getting punked right now? Have you felt like that recently? Yeah, I think I talked about this uh, like earlier. I don't know if it was this week or last week, but um, about my son. um, He was crying after a baseball game because he was just like really hard on himself. And then I was talking to him and this lady just showed up and was just like, is he okay? And I know, and I got a lot of like, you know, different feedback from that. Like some people understanding, some people being like, she's just trying to help, relax, bro. (laughs) But it was one of those moments where I looked around like, who's punking me? Oh my gosh, I have a new one too, which is crazy. And I I was like, I can't talk about this on the radio show, but I'll talk about it. Um, (laughs) I love it. Can't, but I will. There's another baseball story. So, oh man. This is crazy. And it's one of those like, what is happening? It just doesn't feel real. My four-year-old, he started playing baseball. And, you know, he's four. He doesn't have a lot of friends that play sports yet because they don't really play sports at that age. But he's really, he's just a natural athlete. So we decided to put him in early. And so we just kind of asked around, like, anyone have an opening in this team? Yes, somebody responded. Yes, we have an opening. Bring him. And so he's played in this team for about like six or seven games. I have four boys. I have a lot of sports equipment that we bought in the last <laughs> 10 years. Yeah, your whole garage is probably sports equipment. Uh, everything. We have 100 footballs, 100 basketballs, 100 baseballs, like everything. And so there are bats for every age that they are in. Yeah. And so I went back to my son's little bat and I'm like, here, you're going to use this bat. It's yeah, it's six or seven years old, but it's a bat like and you're four. Like, who cares? And so he takes the bat and he's been hitting this same little bat and it's a, it's got little dents on it. You know, it's it's seen better days, but he's four and he hits the ball. It doesn't go very far, but he hits the ball and all this stuff. Well, then the coach um, one day, like during a game, he's like, hey, hey, uh, l- let's not use that bat today. Like, l- let's try another bat. And so he got like, I guess, his son's bat and he let my son use it. And my son hit like a bomb. Like it was, it flew and the coach, I can see him in the corner of my eye, like looking at me, like, see that? Like you got to get this kid. Yeah. And I'm like, what, what, why, why are you looking at me like that? Like what? It's like, okay, $400 bat. Sure. Of course he's going to hit a home run with a $400 bat. And so after the game, they do little game balls. They're like, all right, the game ball, 
and they go, they go the game ball today. Ooh, I got to give it to Eddie's son. Like, yeah, like game ball. I mean, guys, it only took a good bat for him to hit like that. And he's looking at me when he's saying that. And I'm like, is he trying to tell me that the only reason he hit that awesome ball was because he hit a good bat and that I should get him a good bat? And I'm like, this is crazy. He's bat shaming me in front of the whole team and all the parents. <laughs> bat shaming. Yeah, and I, I, I'm, and now I'm like, I'm not getting him any bat. And he's oh, now you're now he, you're passive aggressive. He's about mentioned it like four times. Like, man, man, you should get him a new bat. Like that bat, that bat he's using, dude. Is that's just that's just not well, good. Let me ask you a question because they're only four, five, six for two years or whatever. Why can't he use? The other bat. That's what I told him. I'm like, hey, thank you for letting us use that bat. We'll use that from here on out. Like, totally. Yeah. The community bat. Sure, we'll use it. Like, great. I mean, if it's the coach's, he's the coach, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's his son's bat. Right. Like, Thanks for letting us use it. Like, we'll use it the whole season. Cool. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe equipment's differently no, but now, listen, but we used to have community bats all the that's time. That's what I'm saying. And I'm like, he's four. If I get him a $400 bat at age four that he's going to outgrow next year, who do you think I am? I'm not wasting $400 on that. Yeah. Plus, it's it's this first season ever. He's just trying to learn the game of baseball. I don't need him to be Babe Ruth. Yeah. I don't want him to hit a home run. like Because then he'll unrealistically think he can just hit home runs, and he's going to need $1,000 bats to do it. You <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah, and it's a combination of the two. You have to have the skill with the bat. It's totally. Both. I get it. And look, at age seven or eight. Yeah, he's older. Dude, I'll invest in a good bat for him. Especially if he wants to keep playing. You don't even know if he's going to want to keep playing. I don't even know if he wants to play baseball yeah. yet. And I, it's one of those moments when he was bat-shaming me. I looked around like, where are the cameras? Like, there has to be cameras here because this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever experienced. That's funny. Yeah. Never have I ever thought I'd hear about <laughs> I got bat-shamed. Bat <laughs> wow. It's, but, you know, it's funny. The, the things that people choose to be... Whatever intense that, about. Whatever I don't even know what that is. word yes, is, yes, but yes. just very opinionated about. Well, for you no know, and, and, and in youth sports, sometimes you do have coaches that are very competitive uh-huh. and they're going to do anything that they can to win games. I'm more of the they're four. <laughs> well, yeah, when they get older, I, I'm more of the they're four years old. Like, who cares? Also, let me tell you, as somebody who genuinely played in, in this sport, particularly in, in softball, I played competitive softball. And I wish, at least when I was a little bit younger, that it was a little bit more lax on me because it burnt me out so mm-hmm, quickly. Mm-hmm. Like up until I started to play the competitive side mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. Like, cool. I'm competitive. We're, we're spending money. Like, yes. Yell at me. But up until that point. Yeah. I, like I got burnt out so quick because I'd been yelled at my whole life about yeah. a sport. Yeah. Like. Yeah. So it is good at least to ease into it before the we're going to buy you all these expensive things. These are all the expectations. Totally. Like, so, yes, you're doing the right thing. Uh huh. I just can't believe you got bat shaped. Well, then even my wife was like, well, but he did hit that ball really well with that new bat. I'm like, well, great. He can keep using that bat. Yeah. I'm just not going to buy him one. Yeah. And she's like, you're being stubborn about this. I'm like, damn right. I'm being stubborn about it. Like, I'm not going to do it. Well, and it's probably really expensive. Bats were always expensive. It, everything's expensive. Mm-hmm. And, when, and then they outgrow everything balls like you use a basketball when they're five years old they use a whatever size basketball then they go to six they go to seven or eight and then they get another size of basketball and then nine then they get another size of basketball isn't there a place maybe it's academy play it again play it again where Mm -hmm. you can like it 
take equipment or mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. get bring yours. You can resell exchange. it and you can do Is all that. Is it like a good program? I don't know. It, I don't it's know it's awesome. It. It's great. But mid season, it's kind of hard because everything's wiped out. Mm. So they don't have a lot Post-season, of season, everything gets sold back. Then preseason, you get to buy good stuff if it's there. It's just not like middle. So, mm-hmm. okay. But well, yeah, oh, play it against sports for any parent that doesn't know what that is. Yeah, let it rip. That's for, where it's at. For these situations. Yes. And maybe you won't get bad shamed. Yeah, <laughs> don't get bad shamed. <laughs> like Eddie. I have brought this up because I, so I decided to get on Bumble. I'd only been on the dating app Hinge. Mm-hmm. And I am Is that the hookup shocked. one? No, nah, it's Tinder. Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> Easy, Eddie. <laughs> It's not with that in the universe. Uh-huh. But I, you know, I'd, I'd met some exes on Bumble, so I had, like, bad luck. But my sister met her fiance, now fiance, on Bumble. Hey, listen to that. So I'm like, okay, you it know, let, work. let me get back on Bumble. And I, it's been it's been great. I've had a better experience than Hinge, which has been good. But they made, like, half of the features unusable without paying. Eddie, to just use one week of Bumble Premium. I'm like, if it's five bucks, cool, mm-hmm. whatever, I'll try mm-hmm. it. One week of Bumble Premium? It's $30 for one month. It's $60 mm-hmm. to use premium features on a dating app to meet people. Yeah, it's pretty greedy of the company. One, it's pretty greedy, yeah. right? But two, let me, and don't get mad at me here, but this is devil's advocate and it is something that my therapist told me. Oh God. <laughs> if you want to better your life, you need to invest in your life. And this came with a conversation of like, I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to do that. He's like, what is it? You don't have time to clean the house. Your wife's tired because she's cleaning the house. Hire someone to clean the house. You get, you're tired of uh, mowing the lawn. Like, is it ruining your day? Because on top of everything you have to do, you have to mow the lawn. Hire someone to mow the lawn. So in that, with that theory, you're investing in your future. So is it worth, do you think it's worth to have those different features to help you find your future husband? I don't know. I, mean, I, don't, even know. A, I, I don't, know. don't even know what the features are. That's true. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sitting here, but I'll get notifications like somebody complimented your profile. And then I like go click on it. It's like, you have to buy premium. No, I'm like, what? They <laughs> got like, you. It's like if you get Hulu and you get the free version. No, I, yeah, I get and that. And then they trick you and say, nope, sorry, you, got, you can't watch it without buying. That's what it's doing. That's messed up that the feature the features are like, you have to actually see what it looks like. Ah, you got to pay. Yes. <laughs> And you can swipe on normal and you can chat like normal. It's just like if it's like basically to see in advance, to see like all the people who've instead Background of just. Background check? <laughs> I, I wish. <laughs> That'd I'll, be cool. That would save my That'd life. That'd be awesome. I Like you can swipe through everybody, but apparently one of the premium features is you can look who all has swiped on you. So you don't have to like go through so like, like a random So page. data. More, yeah, more data. More data. On, and I'm like, yeah, do I, I really need, need it? I don't think you need that. Like if I'm going to invest in my dating, I just need to, which I have been doing is. More eye contact in person. Mm. I've been trying to do that. You know, you know how hard it is to make eye contact with people in person. Yeah, I make eye contact and immediately look down. I'm like, ah, nope. I like. What panic. if you really like someone? I feel like you would you would make better eye con- I try, contact. I've been trying really hard to like make eye contact and smile instead mm-hmm. of making eye contact and looking mm-hmm. down. I'm like eye contact, smile, and then I like look away. But so don't look at their I butt though. It. Don't look at their butt. If you do <laughs> eye contact butt, that's not good. Well, no, you can't make eye contact at the same time as their butt. They're on different sides of the body. <laughs> no, no, I know. Well, you know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Hey, do, hey, you like a nice butt, though. Yeah, I, we, I, know, you know, I know. There's a time and the place gym. to look at the butt. There's a time and place. <laughs> so I, you know, I just felt like I was being That's totally funny. shammed out of just trying to date in the really shitty yeah. dating world. <laughs> yeah, they're really, like, taking advantage of you there. Yeah. Like, because you're, you're right. You're just trying to, like, hey, just trying to find my future husband, man. Yeah, I'm just and try- you're charging I'm a me busy extra girl. For that? Yeah. And $60, like, literally. If it was, like, 15 bucks for a month, I'd probably be like, yeah, let me try it. 
See, they should do that and everyone would pay that. Yes, but $60 mm. a month to be on a dating app? Yeah, that's crazy. Ma'am. That's crazy. No, thank you. <laughs> so that's, that, I felt like I was being pranked. Yeah. So we got a few of them in there. I like that. Bat shaming and dating app <laughs> and, shaming. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Scamming. <laughs> Scams. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, coming up the number two spot, I'm glad I have Eddie on this week because Eddie was talking about his neighbors who he thinks may have squatters. Oh, man, yeah. Wild situation. It is very wild. 
Do you feel like there's any more activity going on? Have yeah. you called anybody? I know you'll no. give an update on the big show, but. No, I haven't called anyone, but. <laughs> You're um, just letting them exist. <laughs> I mean, I'm just kind of scared. Like, it's it's one of those things, like, don't don't look don't look over there. Like, something. Is it right next to you? Like, it's yeah. your right next right, door yeah. neighbor? Mm-hmm. Doesn't that freak you out, though, that somebody could be living in there that's not supposed to be? So when, like, I sold a house, like, two years ago, and when we moved out, I went back to do something. Oh, I know what it was. I forgot. That, I might have told you this. I forgot some liquor. Like, there were some liquor bottles in a cabinet that I just forgot to move. Can't leave those behind. I didn't even think twice about <laughs> it. And then, like, when I got to the new house, I'm like, hey, where are my liquor bottles? <gasps> we never packed them. So I went back to the old house and it was completely empty. We had been out of there for like a week, maybe, yeah, a week and a half or something. And I go back and I open that liquor cabinet and like all the liquor was gone except uh, uh, Dom. (laughs) Of course, without the expensive one. Yeah, they didn't they didn't take the expensive one. And then I went in the backyard and all the bottles were out there included, like including beer boxes and cans like somebody came to our house and had a party. Okay. Okay. Question. How old would your oldest son been at that point? No, no, no. He's 15 now. So he would have oh, been, no. yeah, no. 13. Okay. I was going to say no, there, there it, is a chance if he was a little bit older. No, 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 no. And I would know, like <laughs> I would know if that was going on. No, it, I, I think maybe the paint, people that came to paint the house when we were selling it oh. kind of painted it and realized like, Hey, there's no one here. And they just kind of had a and party. they're like, Hey, let's come back tonight. This house is open. Let's have a party. Well, it had to be, right? Because I assume you had locks on the house. Not really, because there was nothing in there. But you didn't have like a lockbox? There, there yeah, yeah. But I mean. And the painters probably had that if they got in. Or the painters had that, or they probably left the back door open. Who knows? Because mm-hmm. once you leave a house, like, yeah, we're going to sell it. I don't care. But like, funny that it wasn't squatters and they like stayed. It was just somebody that wanted to come in and have a little fun partied. and leave. <laughs> they partied, man. They saw liquor bottles and they're like, dude, we can take care of this. Oh, that's a really good business idea. What are you it's talking not, about? What it's are you not talking actually about? a good business idea. It's actually a terrible one, but I bet it exists is more of what I'm saying. Party rentals? Where Look for ha- empty houses? Yes. People probably go around, find empty houses, and then they try and throw parties. I know that's really bad, and like liability is probably really bad. But you can do that when you're in high school. Like That's how you do it. But that's what I'm thinking. Like, maybe there's like kind of a scam where there's like young kids going around. Mm-hmm. Trying to find these houses and they throw like a party because there's no furniture that they can ruin. There's nothing they can mess up. I feel like these are people that these were people that didn't really know the good stuff because they didn't touch the dom. Mm, yeah. And I would think like that would be the first thing like you would get. And I never bought the dom. That was a gift. Did you at least take the dom back home? Yeah, yeah I still have the dom. <laughs> still hasn't been opened. No. I don't know when I'm going to drink the dom. Yeah. No. Have you honestly, drank your dom? I don't think I'd touch it. It's just going to stay there. Yeah, like in the cabinet. I think Bobby gave us the Dom for were you did you get a Dom? I got one not from Bobby, but I have one from somebody. No, I think Bobby gave us a Dom like when we won an ACM award or something. something I, I remember that. Years mm-hmm. ago. Because you guys you guys said you didn't want a plaque, you wanted to <laughs> Maybe that's what we said. I'm pretty positive that that's what happened. Oh but I gosh. can't find a moment to 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 chill and pop the Dom. Yeah, you need a very celebratory moment. My dad and I talked about doing it when we adopted the kids, but we just never got to it. I think I chilled it, didn't drink it. Well, do they have an adoption date coming up? Like, a Yeah, anniversary? but we don't really celebrate that. Uh-huh. It's a weird thing where like, it's cool. We kind of, my wife and I look at each other like, hey, it's, our, it's the anniversary. But I don't know. We don't really want to make it a thing around them. That's fair. 
Just, just they're kinda, in their new life. Just to normalize their life a little bit. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Well, maybe it can be for you and your wife on that day. Just yes. To that'd be cool. Maybe yeah. 10 year. Ooh. Can you hold Dom that long? You know, that was one of my rejected, rejected segments was I was cleaning out my liquor cabinet. I was like, does this stuff go bad? Ooh, that's a good question. I think some stuff does. But it's you, like spices. You Google think it. it doesn't. Google it. I know um, I have Googled it, but it I get mixed responses. Google it because, well, yeah. Well, I mean, I think it depends if it's open or not. Because when it's open, the air is allowed into the bottle and that yeah. messes with the, the alcohol. Definitely wine for sure on oh, open bottles. You can taste that. Yeah. Like if you have wine that's over. But I don't think liquor does. Like vodka, tequila, once you open it, I don't. I don't know. I honestly don't know. See? Question. And the internet does not give you direct answers. See, that's not a rejected segment. This is informative stuff that needs to be on the yep. top of the list. And I ended up throwing out a lot of liquor because I just didn't know. And I've had it for like five you years. You throw out liquor? Well, it, was, it wasn't like expensive liquor, oh, right? I never uh, throw out liquor. Like Captain Morgan or something. I'm like, I'll, all the way to the last drop. <laughs> Don't waste that. Don't waste it. It was like the ones that I wasn't going to drink, but I bought for other people, uh -huh. you know? And it's been in there for five years. Like Nobody else is touching this. That's a good point. So I have a bottle of gin, and I don't like gin. Gin tastes like, smells like a, I don't know. It's Do you just, like vodka? Yeah. Okay. But gin, but gin's got a different whole yeah. vibe. It does. And and I, some, I had friends over, like I'm telling you, six years ago, and they wanted gin. So I went to the liquor store and bought gin. We probably drank, they probably drank like, I don't know, a fourth. And that bottle's been in there ever since. I'm like, I'm not drinking it. Exactly. But, but you're going to keep it in I'm there. I'm going to keep it in there. In yeah. case somebody else comes around and says, you have gin. I know, but see, I was like, I'll keep buying stuff that I will actually drink, so I got to make room for the stuff mm -hmm. that I'm actually going to use. Mm -hmm. That's what was happening. Gotcha. I had like a full clean out day of just random things. Yeah. I went on like a random tangent, and one of them was my liquor cabinet. Yeah. And it was <laughs> so, stacked? Yeah. I had to throw out some stuff. But yeah. I was curious as I was throwing stuff out. I was like, is this actually it's a fair go question. Bad? You never know. And the internet is tricky. They are tricky, it. especially with health stuff. Mm -hmm. Don't trust that. I wanted to bring up, speaking of your, your neighbor's house, so my soon-to-be brother-in-law's family lives out in Colorado, and their ring camera, like their outdoor cameras, caught a bear trying to get into their car. Dang! Showed up to the house in the morning, and you can hear it open up. It's this truck, and you hear it open up, trying to open up the handle. Like, how and smart are they? Thank goodness the truck was locked, and then it leaves. Nighttime comes around. It comes back again Dang, trying to look around. Like the predator, man. Oh my gosh. The, and they're so smart. What was smart. in there? Peanut butter jelly sandwich? Um, probably something. Probably uh, something a little good. Honey, a little something yummy. Yeah, pick a nigga basket. But that's why it's so, like, if you ever go to any bear city, like, to lock your doors, lock your, mm -hmm. like, that's why the trash cans are, like, bolted down. Oh, yeah. Because they can get into, they're like, when I tell you it was eerie listening to the video, because you just hear the click of the thing, of it moving. Yeah. And him opening it like a freaking human. Hilarious. And it's huge. Did, did they scratch the door when they like tried to open it? You know, I didn't ask him. I just was so shocked with the so, video. Or was the bear so gentle? I'm going like, to show you the. Yeah, oh, wait. You know what? My dad asked if they scratched the doors. but See? Um, Me and your dad. He did. That, that's dad Dad's questions. Think alike. I don't dad think questions. he answered it, though. But you can hear like. Uh... Oh, that's a grizzly. Is that a grizzly? Yeah. Does a brown bear. I think brown bears are grizzlies, brown, right? Yeah, I, I, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but so that was a nighttime video that I just so, showed So you. he did a one little try and then bailed? Uh-huh. After Because he had already come back from the morning to try again. He was he, just coming back, seeing if they unlocked it during the so day. So he probably smelled something in there. Mm-hmm. Gosh, in bears there. are amazing. Like, I love oh, bears. Yeah. So when we were Thanksgiving, Smoky Mountains, me, my wife, our family, and another family, we went and we shared a cabin. And the other dad, he's such an idiot, He we, we fried a turkey. 
And the next day we were like getting cleaning up or whatever. And we'd left the oil out there. And so he dumped the oil in the woods right by the cabin, not like in the middle of the woods, right by the cabin. And Morgan in like 15 minutes, we were in the cabin and one of the, the uh, his wife started screaming, bear, bear. And on our porch was a black bear, like just looking in the window. And we were all like, oh, my gosh. And I think her scream scared the bear because he jumped and then <laughs> ran away. And it was just that was my first real encounter of like, oh. wow, 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 wow. Uh-huh. Like, I'm from South Texas. We don't see bears. Yeah. Like, that. that's amazing. Well, it's crazy to me that they're just become so close. It, also sad, right? Because there's so many houses built that they're uh-huh. so intertwined with their nature. But it's just crazy to me that there's so many close encounters with bears. Like, yeah. more than any other animal that we hear about. Mountain lions, of course. But, like, bears is the one that still shocks me. I can see any bear video. I'm like, wow. There's a video on TikTok of a, a lady feeding a bear that comes mm. by all the time. I'm like, what the? Have you seen the Gatlinburg ones when the bear is walking in the streets? Yes. Those and they just stroll like the main yeah. street. Yeah, he just walking on the streets, goes from store to store yeah. like he's shopping. Correct. They're literally <laughs> humans. They really are. And then when they stand up, they even look like humans. Don't you want to squeeze them? Yes. Like, they, and they'll it, maul you. It's the whole saying. If, you know, if not friend, why friend shaped? What? You've never seen <laughs> No. Okay, no. I'm helping you. I'm, no. I'm giving you lingo. Say that again. If not friend, why friend shaped? Oh, people say oh, it about animals I get because it. it's like I get it. If it, if I can't pet it, why does it look like I can pet it? A panda it? bear. Like yeah. I want to mm-hmm. squeeze and hug a panda bear. Yes. I want a panda bear, but I know that a panda bear will kill me and my family. <laughs> but like. I want one so yes, bad. And I w- you want to because it's friendship. I will trade a panda bear in for Coachella any day. No, like, you yes, Coach- I would. Coachella yes, would be like, I this would. is rude. Yes, I would. <laughs> 100%. Poor Coachella just getting the crap into the stick. But you know what? Coachella does kind of live a panda life. They like hanging out uh-huh. in the sun, eating bamboo. And I well, think Coachella would like that. And after, I don't this is a little sad, but after Coachella leaves this wonderful world, I mean, I don't think we're going to have another animal. Like, we've just made that decision of, like, no more animals. That's so sad. Because we've because it's always been me. Like, I, I told my family, like, I'm the one that always takes care of the animals. Like, yeah. our kids never. I have to remind, all right, who's feeding Coachella today? But doesn't Coachella sleep with one of your kids? Uh, uh, yes, the baby, but just because he has a cubby underneath his bed. So he loves it. So she has her own little area underneath. Yeah. yeah. Okay. See, but I'm telling you, they're, they're going to convince you. It's going to yeah. happen. The only way we're getting an animal is a panda. I'm telling you, how awesome would that be, Morgan? A freaking panda mm-hmm. pet. There's so many animals, and you see them, and you're just like, I just want to love on them. Sloth? They're not. Yes, I love sloth. They, they'll hug you. But how frustrating would you be like, hey, we got to go. Let's go. <laughs> and you have to like pick it up, and Let's it's still go. moving slow. Oh, we're late. We've got to go. <laughs> Every time I think of sloth, I think of the Zootopia sloth at the DMV, and it's uh-huh. just moving so slow. <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah. So, if not... If not friend, why friend shaped? I like it. That's a little now, now lingo for you. That is very young. I understand it now. I got you. Now you can comment that on TikTok videos okay. about pandas. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming in at the number one spot is obviously Chris Stapleton. He came into the studio. This is the first time he's been in the studio that I have been with the show. And I've been with the show six and a half years now. This is the first time I've gotten to see Chris Stapleton in studio. Really? Mm-hmm. What did you think? He's so awesome. He's legit, isn't he? Yeah, he's just so chill. Like, mm-hmm. you, want, you want to talk about chill vibes? It's Chris Stapleton. There are people, and 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 it's just kind of the, the business and how it works, but there are people that are trained 
to be a certain way in interviews. Chris Stapleton is not. No, he's like, just himself. It, he's just Chris Stapleton, and it's awesome. Yes. It's so cool to see him think. It's cool to... I love his belly laughs. <laughs> like, like you know, whatever you said was funny to me when he does a gut laugh because mm-hmm. he has like a few of those in there and like, it's so cool. Yeah. Because it's a very genuine laugh. It's yes. not like, ah. Yeah. Yes. I love it. Yeah. So he was really awesome. And that whole interview, you can watch it, bobbybones.com. It'll also be on the best bits, just the bits. But, you know, Chris Stapleton was awesome and I have no notes on him. So we're just going to talk about things that maybe you've watched recently and know I'm asking you this very ironically. Mm-hmm, because I'm on a digital detox. So how has that digital detox been going? It's good. No, no, there are. And I said this when I mentioned it on the radio. There are different. Look, the whole point of the digital detox is for me not to be distracted by technology. So TikTok is a big distraction because I can sit on the toilet and I need to just really need like five minutes and it turns into 30 and I'm watching TikTok. That's a time waster. That doesn't help me in my life. I could be doing other things that I need to do. So you haven't been on TikTok since the I've not. I've not. Video games. And I've been avoiding. I've been I've been hoping that we don't get that assignment of TikTok show and tell. Oh, because so then I'll really that. have to jump on and like. And, and if it's work, I have to do it. It's not a time waster because that's work. Um, so video games, like I can get on there and I can kill three hours on a video game like that. So I'm not doing that. Okay. Um, and then TV. So like. If no one's home and I could be, you know, planting, I can be mowing the lawn. I could be, you know, whatever. Don't whatever. Uh, I won't watch TV. I'll, I'll pick something else to do. But if it's me and my wife and we're hanging out and we're like, hey, what do you want to do tonight? You want to watch a movie? Yeah, let's watch a movie. We're doing that together. So that's not a time waster. Okay. We have decided to do that together. I see. So your, do you understand? I see what's happening. There's certain things that I'm yes. doing, certain things that I'm not doing. It's not a 100% total digital detox. Yeah, I was going to say 100%. You like go out to a cabin and you don't see anybody for Who's going to do that? Some people do. Yeah, Some that's crazy. Do. Dirk Bentley. Yeah, I was going to say, they've like turned everything off and they're like no technology whatsoever. And, and I, I like, I know why, because it is beneficial. And if but. I could do that, I would. Like, honestly, if I didn't have this job, I probably wouldn't be on any social media. Yeah, I don't I don't see you if for whatever reason you decide to leave someday, <laughs> like you we'd never no, hear from Eddie no, again. Uh uh-uh, uh, you won't. <laughs> You'd be wiped off on the face of the earth. Because I do enjoy nature. I enjoy my own time. I enjoy enjoying my special moments. Yeah. And my memories. Like I, I don't even like documenting stuff, which is again ironic. I'm a video guy. Yeah, like, and as much as you talked about making money on reels too. <laughs> I know. I know. I don't even think like, ooh, I gotta get video of this. My, every time my kids play sports, like parents have their phones out. I'm always like, oh, I've, I don't even think about that. Yeah, that that's a funny one to me. I didn't even think about that. Thank goodness my mom doesn't have 80 million videos of me playing softball and making bad plays. Because it would be 80 million. Yes. Because it's every single time they go up to bat, parents are like, oh, video. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of pictures, which is fine. Like yeah. Those are more solid. Like, solid. Yeah. I mean, videos, like you get one and you're mm-hmm. good. You can that wraps like six months what is cool though and we're not at this level but like if you do have game tape oh to like watch back to watch back look what you did here you can work on that that kind of stuff but we're, i'm not there yet like i was they, gonna say i don't think the kids are there yet no they they know they know what they're doing wrong like they got it <laughs> like I, they're not swinging the bat visually <laughs> what they're doing wrong okay so it's going well i get your theory a little bit more now yes so Still it's going a little well. ridiculous but i get it so i have watched a few things okay um, and I recently watched 
It's called Bono and the Edge, a sort of homecoming. I'm assuming it's about Bono. Uh, you too, yeah. Yeah. So uh, they kind of do this whole thing where like Bono, Bono and the Edge, it's the Bono's the singer of U2 and the Edge is the guitarist. And I guess the drummer hurt himself or something. He has some injury, so he's kind of taking some days, some years off of the band. Oh, they're okay. not broken up, but it's like, hey, I gotta like just chill for a little bit. And I think the bassist is making a movie or something, so they're like, do you mind if we do this little documentary together? And the band was like, yeah, no problem. So Bono and the Edge asked David Letterman to come to Dublin because they're Irish. And, Did not know that. Uh huh. And so David Letterman, which is cool, just to see him like work again. Uh, goes to Ireland and like kind of explores the country and then interviews U2 and then U2 kind of reimagines their old music for one show. Oh, wow. And, and it's, okay. it's it's on Disney Plus and it's really cool. And like if you like U2 the band, it's cool to see them uh, revisit some of their songs, just Bono and the Edge. Yeah. That's the two of them. And and really they bring in like other Irish uh, artists that are like relevant today, like young singer songwriters from Ireland that like talk about how they've influenced them as Irish. Cause, cause in the U S we we never talk about like, Oh yeah. U S music is really inspired me, but Ireland's a small little country. Mm-hmm. And so when one band blows up and comes back to help the little guys, like it's really a community and they all know each other and they all represent their country, That's which so is really cool, cool yeah. to see that. Mm-hmm. So they all get together in a, in a pub and they kind of pass a guitar around and sing. And it's like all these little no-name singer-songwriters and then Bono and The Edge. That's and cool. It's really, really cool to see all that. Okay. And I'm probably going to sound music illiterate here, but The Edge. Mm-hmm. Remind me who that is. He's the, the U2 guitarist. Okay. He, so that's just his name? When they talk about their dumb names because they were like a, in high school, they were like a little gang. Oh, okay. And, and Bono, that was his little gang name. Do we know their real names? Yeah, Paul. Paul is, is Bono. Bono. And the Edge, I believe, is um I don't remember. Let me see if I can look it up. What is the The Edge? edge. The Edge is the name. Edge. David? David. Is that right? David what? David Hal Evans. Yeah, there you go. Okay. And and so and I, well, when you kept saying the edge, I was like, I know you referenced that, but it was throwing me off because I was like, edge. is that like a guitar? No, and and, and it's funny because they talk about how like they, that was their name, but then the two other guys were in the gang too, mm. but their names were so dumb. They're like, no, 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 we're just going with our first names. <laughs> just roll yeah. with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. So okay. it's a really cool music do documentary. I mean, I give it four out of five um, pints. Okay. Pints of Guinness. I like it because you know it, it's it's. I mean, music documentaries are so like niche, you know, you have to be like really into that band to love it. Yeah. But if you love U2 and you like know anything about them, it's really cool to revisit that. And Dave Letterman's just great. Yeah, it is cool to see him do stuff, mm-hmm. especially now because he's like retired. So he's just doing stuff for himself. Yeah. Kinda at this point. And he's an old man just walking around Dublin, you know, <laughs> making jokes with people. And so the, there's a concert, right? That's what the, this things revolved around, like a little concert. And so he's out there buying like cheese in a market and he's like, you know, you too. And they're like, yeah, I know you too. He's like, you want to come to the show tonight? So he's handing out tickets to all these random people like in Dublin. Oh, that is uh-huh. cool. And they're like, I've never seen them live before. This should be fun. Uh, probably half of those people too are like, didn't realize they were also talking to a legend uh, in that moment. Right. Yeah. He, there, there are some parts where he's walking the streets and you see people behind him go like, hey, that's David Letterman. That's <laughs> David Letterman. Like, like register. Yeah. 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 
That's funny. That's really cool. Uh, I know you're watching it. Ted Lasso? I'm watching Ted Lasso. I'm probably two episodes behind. Okay. Because my wife's really not that into it. Oh, really? The, the, this season. She loves Ted Lasso. Eddie. But this season, she's not really into it. So I can't oh really do that with the digital detox. Oh, so it's not technically allowed? So technically, if I'm not spending time with her... But you still kind of watch it. I still want to watch it. Okay, but wait. I can't. Did you watch... I'm just going to say, did you watch the string episode? The string, string. If string. you don't know, then I'm not going to go on about it. Just give me like a... No, I can only say the string. You would know 100% what I'm talking about if you've seen string. it yet. String. Is it one of the signs? Mm-mm. Just the string episode. <laughs> string. I don't think you have, which means I, I, it's I, probably the first one you'll watch next. The one I, the last one I, I watched was the um, Keeley and the Boss. Okay, you haven't seen it yet, okay. and all I'm going to tell you, the string episode, I was crying laughing on my couch okay. so hard. Okay. I have never cried and laughed so hard okay. at a, during a show. Hilarious, but I like this whole season has had me just laughing out loud. Yeah. I love it. And I didn't I, I'm I'm sad your wife doesn't like it though. Now I'm bummed. No, I know I it's like not it. she just said like I, I think she's just kind of over the the same That's Ted Lasso humor. I'm not. I love it. Oh, I'm all about it. Like, me and too. this is the last season, I think. Is it? Yeah, I think they that said makes the me third sad. was last. That makes me sad me because too. I feel like they can just keep going forever. I know. And they're so funny. Uh-huh. They have great humor in it. So that one is a great one yeah. on Apple Plus. And then I'm a big Bridgerton fan. And so Bridgerton. They, I love it. I can't get enough of the old. Don't ask me why. I cannot get enough. But they released like a limited series called Queen Charlotte about the queen oh, wow. and like her, her whole story. It was so good. I watched it in a day. Man, that Bridgerton is uh, risque. Oh, my God. Eddie, it's like enough risque, but it's also drama. Uh-huh. And then like old times, but new times. It's just all oh, so good. <laughs> it's so good. So you Queen Charlotte on Netflix was so good. Like straight up might be my favorite of the Bridgerton series. That's cool. Five out of five. Wow. Crowns. Five mm-hmm. out of five. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Love it. It, it was really good. The, the, the plot got... The plot line was more serious than I anticipated, mm-hmm. but it was still the typical Bridgerton. Great. Yeah, I'm probably so. not going to jump on that. I know. It's okay, but I know other people will. Okay. So that's why I was giving the recommendation, <laughs> but I was also talking about Ted yeah, Lasso yeah, because yeah, that's yeah, also yeah, awesome. Yeah, I agree. So we got those. We got a lot of them. Well, I hope your digital detox continues well. Thank you. You're through May? Um, I guess 30 days. I don't know. You don't even what know where you started. What you didn't we mark in? it. We're probably, yeah, it's somewhere. Yeah, okay. You, but, you wrote it down somewhere. But I mean, yeah. really, I mean, I might just keep doing it in a limited basis, except watch Ted Lasso. Like I'll that, to do that's that. the one. Yeah. But you gotta be, con- I got I'm just going to work on being conscious of how much I pick up my phone and waste time. It's fair. I that's think it. it's a great lesson it. to take from it. That's it. You just have to watch the string episode with Ted Lasso. Okay. I will try and keep a plant alive. Okay. I think that's the I other thing we have to follow plant. up on right now. All right. But Eddie, thanks for coming on. Thanks, Morgan. Tell that people was fun. where they can find you, even though you're not on social media. Uh, I, I yeah, <laughs> I mean, no, I'll still post a few things. So um, I'm on at producer Eddie on everything mm-hmm. at, at producer Eddie, um, and then yeah, I'm not I doing w- podcasts anymore. I was going to so. say I can't say like listen Mm-mm. because I am on a podcast. It's called Best Bits of the Week with you Morgan. Are you're with me right mm-hmm. now? Thank you for not ending your. Uh, best bits relationship with me. Nah, I wouldn't quit this. You kidding me? <laughs> Good. This is fun. This yeah. is my favorite. Yours part. is organized. <laughs> Yours don't, has order to don't it. Don't tell Lunchbox and Ray that. I won't, They'll I won't. be very sad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for hanging out with me and for getting vulnerable for all the people because that was fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Oh, Thanks, wow. Morgan. All right, everyone, have a great Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, including. Yes. Happy Mother's Day. Yes. My mom, all the awesome moms out there. I hope you guys have a great time. Eddie, thank you. Thanks, Morgan. Bye, everybody. Bobby Bones. The Bobby Bones Show.
Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.